When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome back into Letterman Row. It's another off-season report. That's Andy Backstrom over there on the other side of that screen. That's the 40-year vet Tim May over there. I'm Spencer Holbrook, and we are here to talk about winter workouts. Yes, the Buckeyes are back in action, maybe two and a half weeks off, and then all of a sudden, back to the grindstone for the Buckeyes. Winter workouts started on Tuesday for this program. The new transfer additions, the new... uh, 2024 signees who enrolled early all on campus now for the Buckeyes and we are going to break it all down Andy and Tim we're going to each pick one offensive guy each pick one defensive guy to break out here during winter workouts and maybe show up spring practice looking a little better than they did when we last saw them during cotton bowl prep uh Tim I'm going to start with you I'm going to start on the offensive side who you got Jeremiah Smith wide receiver Final answer. Why? Isn't he working out this spring? Yeah, but like, why? I want some. I want a breakdown, Tim. Oh, oh, I'm supposed <laughs> to. I'm supposed to expound because uh, I watched a video of him and uh, and everything else, and I've read all about him, and uh, you know, I literally have not gotten to meet him face to face yet. I'm looking forward to that. But uh, this guy is the real deal. Uh, it's interesting how just, you know, his his coming in presence had a couple of guys decide to leave, although one guy came back. He's going to be an instant depth uh, maker, I do believe, in the wide receiver room, unless he you know, stubs his toe or sprains his foot or whatever. This guy comes in, looks to me like 90% ready. I mean, it is amazing to me how wide receivers show up at Ohio State anymore. Uh, and that's before they even get coached by Brian Hartline. Uh, so uh, just the eye test and the uh, legendary listening to the legends test, uh, he passes all those tests. Now let's see him put it into action uh, with uh, with Will Howard and Devin Brown and uh, Lincoln Keenholz at Al throwing him the ball. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to this guy. Uh, much the same way. The first year I started covering Ohio State football full-time, it was 1984, and a fellow by the name of Chris Carter uh, stepped onto campus. Of course, that was in the fall then, but it was immediately obvious that this guy could play, was going to start sooner rather than later as a freshman. Um, I've got the same sense about Jeremiah Smith. Andy, I feel like you're going to stay close to the the room that Tim's in. Where are you going with your uh, winter breakout or guy you're, you're watching for here during winter workouts? Yeah, sticking with the wide receivers, but going with Brandon Innes, the second-year player. And as Tim mentioned, these guys come in ready, but sometimes they need a little bit of time to acclimate. And I think that's the case for Brandon Innes. You know, he came in in the summer, whereas Carnell Tate came in in the winter with the other guys in that four-man class. And that gave Carnell Tate an ability to have a bit of a head start, you know, able to get used to the program, get used to the facility, and just make a good first impression that allowed him to play as much as he did as a true freshman. Brandon Innes, on the other hand, still very talented, but you got the sense talking to players and coaches that, you know, he was maybe just a little bit behind considering he didn't get that head start. He came in in the summer. 
but I thought that he made a lot of good progress in the postseason. We heard that from players and coaches. The, the practices we did get to watch from the Cotton Bowl, it was cool to see him surrounding himself with greatness. I saw him stretching, you know, alongside Emeka Ibuka, stretching alongside Travion Henderson. It feels like you could see some of that confidence exuding from him that maybe he didn't have when he first arrived with the program. Um, I, I think he's got all the talent in the world to be that next slot receiver for Ohio State with Emeka Ibuka coming back. He's probably going to slide out wide. We saw him out wide more for the Cotton Bowl. I'm expecting him to take that step as the receiver in his senior season. That opens up the slot for someone like Brandon Innes to come in and seize that starting role. So I think this winter is going to be really important. This is time he didn't have last year, and it's a time for him to kind of you know take on this opportunity and prove that he can be one of those starters. Yeah, too bad that Cotton Bowl was such a disaster offensively because I, you just thought you were going to get to see some of these things, right, uh, Andy? Uh, and now we got to wait till the spring game. Yeah, I'm going to go up front with a guy who I think had high expectations last year. We went to Big Ten Media Days in July, and all of a sudden Ryan Day's talking about a true freshman competing at, to be one of the starting offensive tackles. Uh, now in year two, he's got a chance to usurp one of those guys on the offensive line, whether that's at guard or tackle. I think he's versatile enough to play both. Probably could play tackle in the future. If not now, if not then, why not now? So I'm going to go with Luke Montgomery. Um, you have another winter workout with Mickey Marotti. You have another spring practice with Justin Fry. You've got more camaraderie with that offensive line. You're a year older. You're a year more physical. You're a year more experienced. You got some experience as a true freshman. Put it together. Have a good winter workout. And I think if he does that, you could go into the spring talking about, hey, can Josh Fryer play guard if, if Luke Montgomery plays tackle? Um, who plays tackle if Luke Montgomery is at guard? And can he be on the same path that Paris Johnson was on where your Paris was a five-star prospect? Luke's a borderline five-star prospect coming out of high school. Can he go from guard as a sophomore to tackle as a junior and then go on to the NFL? Like that's not out of the realm of possibility. And so I think it starts with this winter workout after a full developmental year, a little bit of playing time. Can Luke Montgomery take the next step and become one of those starting five in the offensive line? That's a huge developmental jump, but it's something that I'm not going to put past uh, the Finley native as he goes into year two. I thought we were, we were going to get to see him play as the year went on last year, go in there and play some you know, in the real deal, the real, the real moments and stuff. And I'm, I'm still not clear on why that didn't happen a little bit more. Cause like you just said, Spencer, he was, he was raved about, you know, coming out of the spring, at least from what I was listening to and even going into fall camp, but they just kind of stuck with those five, you know? Uh, and uh, it was just interesting to me. It just seemed like there was, if there was competition going on in that room, it seemed like we would have seen it on the field and uh, so, yeah, Luke Montgomery, this is his moment, I think, uh, to really step forward. Uh, I think he had an opportunity. I just going to say, I think he did have an opportunity to play. He was in that bison package to start the year. Just I don't true. think maybe he was as ready as they needed him to be to continue in that role because we saw them deviate. You know, they, they even tried Caden Curry in a fullback role to help with blocking. They even tried Tegra Shabola in the Cotton Bowl in that bison package. So yeah. I think that Luke Montgomery had an opportunity. It's just maybe he wasn't exactly ready, and, and that's okay. By the way, I had to straighten my camera there because it looked like I was Batman going up the wall there when we first started. Go ahead now. But it, but Andy made great points there while I was straightening my camera. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting that, like, they had him on the field, I think, against Indiana and, like, in the very first game of the year. And then as the year went on, that role dwindled a little bit. But that's not – like you said, Andy, that's okay. You're allowed to develop as a freshman. Um, you know, the guy in the transfer portal right now, Caden Proctor – 
he goes on the field in Alabama, starts at left tackle and really struggles. And rightfully so. Like the offensive line is the most developmental position in every college football program. You have to, you can't just go into the portal. There's not guys in the portal who are ready to start right away. Most of the time they're developmental pieces who didn't pan out at their previous stop. You have to develop high schoolers. And Justin Fry um, working on developing Luke Montgomery is going to be one of the harbingers of how well this offensive line is in the future because Luke Montgomery is such an important piece of that future. Andy, I'm going to stick with you. Uh, we're going to switch over to defense. If you've got one guy on defense that you're that you're looking for a breakout for here this winter, who is it? I really like Hero Canoe. Uh, he's he's one of those guys that is just a sponge. And you know, you say that with you know a lot of players that you see around the facility always you know getting some praise for the way they are in the meeting room we see him with the media as a sponge sitting alongside us in press conferences in the woody and you know just taking it all in and he's still pretty new to american football from germany played soccer for a while and i think you're really just seeing those leaps and bounds you you like to see from a player who's you know new to the sport and new to a program and i thought he made a big jump from year 1 to year 2 he played only 90 defensive snaps this year, but it felt like he played more because when he was on the field, you noticed him. I felt like the Wisconsin game was one that stuck out in particular where he was still playing meaningful snaps. It wasn't just garbage time snaps he got in 2023. Sometimes they were meaningful, including that game in Madison where he made a nice tackle. And and I think, you know, it's moments like that in a game that wasn't out of hand. He's in the game and he's making an impact. You have Ty Hamilton coming back at defensive tackle. You have Tyleek Williams coming back at defensive tackle, but there is an opening there. For that third role, which Ty Hamilton had the last couple of years. And maybe Hero Canoe can be that guy that steps up into that role as a rotational defensive tackle for Ohio State, because it seems like he has Larry Johnson's trust in just two years with the program. And I think that says a lot. So I think this winter is going to be huge for him to, you know, build yeah. on that momentum. I mean, I think we're all looking forward to it just so we can say his say and write his name more often. Because what better, I mean, you know, the hero of the defense. I mean, uh, Ohio State jumped in the canoe and went right down the creek. You know what I mean? All kinds of things you can go with there with Hero Canoe. Uh, but you're exactly right. He's, you can see him learning the game. But, boy, when he when he sees something and it totally makes sense to him, <laughs> he's 100 miles an hour. you got to give that up to him. Exactly. Uh, Tim, who you got? I got Gabe Powers, only because I think I picked C.J. Hicks last year and uh, felt really good about it. And uh, – Man, I just want to see some of these practices. I just want to see what's going on. You know, uh, why is CJ Hicks really uh, that inconsistent? Or, you know, I'm not going to say undependable because that's not accurate, but does he really go off on a tangent sometimes instead of playing his uh, playing his responsibility? Something's holding him back, because, and it definitely is not talent. But with that said, you know, with him basically uh, – uh, replacing both linebackers. I think Gabe Powers is ready. I think he's bided his time. He has improved based on everybody you talk to. He's improved uh, every, every week, last week as a week as the weeks went on and stuff. Got in on special teams uh, work. And uh, I just think Gabe Powers, a kid from what, Marysville, is uh, ready to make you take that next step and compete. I'm not saying he's going to win a starting job, but compete for a starting job. Uh, you know, I, I think he's there uh, just based on what I'm hearing. Yeah, he's an interesting option, especially because, Tim, there were times where Ohio State rotated a lot of linebackers, even even bringing back its top two linebackers from 2022. In 2023, there was a lot of rotation at that position and even yeah. more than at defensive tackle. 
Um, Cody Simon was in the game a lot. Cody Simon may have been the best linebacker on the field for the Buckeyes in 2023, just calling it how it is. Um, you know, Tommy Eckenberg and, and Steve Chambers were good, but I think Cody Simon may have been the best of those three. And Jim Knowles showed that he wasn't afraid to rotate linebackers. So if you have Cody Simon and Gabe Powers and CJ Hicks, and I would even throw Arvell Reese in there, it's somebody we're not going to yeah. talk about, but we definitely will in the spring. You know, if you've got four linebackers you can trust, um, and then Sonny Styles, who's a glorified linebacker playing safety and could play linebacker um, as soon as this spring, depending on where the Buckeyes want to take this 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 rocket ship, then you're talking about a, a unit that's pretty deep and can rotate, can afford to rotate, can toy with different formations. So I think Gabe Power is a great pick there, Tim, uh, on the back of another great pick in Hero Canoe from Andy. I'm going to go back to the back end. We've got a defensive lineman pick. We've got a linebacker pick. You guys already know who I'm going to talk about because I do it all the time. Uh, it's Malik Hartford. And it's not just because, you know, I heard great buzz from him uh, about him last February, um, a month into his career. The the first month of winter workouts treated him very well, and he treated them like a mission. And you saw that then. He started a few games. He was on the field for the Buckeyes very early in his career. He was on the field for very important plays. The Michigan play didn't go his way, but uh, he was on the field a lot as a true freshman, and that experience will be invaluable. I think back to a guy like Lathan Ransom, who Malik Hartford reminds me a lot of Lathan Ransom coming out of high school. And now in his freshman year, Lathan played a lot during that COVID shortened year yep. in 2020. I think he even started uh, for the Buckeyes against Northwestern in the Big Ten championship game that year. Then you saw Lathan in year two take a leap and and be a, a good part of a bad defense. Malik Hartford has a chance to be a huge part of a great defense in 2024. They're only replacing really one guy on this entire defense that you're not sure about. It's a safety spot. And assuming they don't get Caleb Downs from the transfer portal, and who knows, maybe by the time we even publish this video, that'll be fine. But Malik Hartford is due for a massive role in 2024 in his second year, taking over for Josh Proctor, potentially. And if he has a good winter workout, the same way that he attacked winter workouts last time, if he attacks him his second winter um, with the same vigor that he did his first winter, I think he's got a chance to be the starting safety for this Ohio State defense that has so much coming back. And that is a massive responsibility but it's something that he trained for for an entire year. Now he has to go into year two with that same mindset and train for it. If he does, you're going to see him in the spring, Tim, when they open up those doors for open practices, and 25 is going to be back there as one of the starting safeties. Yeah, well, you know, I gave you kudos. Too many, actually, because I think I bruised your back as many times I patted you on the back about Malik Hartford. And I think when he get, got the play, well, except for that first start, <laughs> uh, not quite ready for prime time or whatever whatever time that game started. Uh, but the bottom line is he came along as the year went along. And uh, uh, I, clearly he's one of those guys to watch. I mean, just like you brought up a minute ago, you know, when we get to watch this spring, and I hope we do get to watch a few times, especially with a new quarterback on, on hand, et cetera. But uh, I'm really curious to see how they use Sonny Styles because that could really open the doors – for some guys, you know, like Malik Hartford to be on the field a lot more. And uh, uh, it's just, it's going to be an interesting spring, man, with all these guys back, but still these, these little ingredients that they still have to come up with, in my opinion, in the offensive line in the secondary, uh, you know, possibly uh, definitely at linebacker uh, to get these new pieces uh, involved. Uh, it's going to be a very interesting spring. Andy. Yeah. I like those picks from you guys. I think with Malik Hartford, He's another guy like Luke Montgomery we were talking about. It's okay if you're not exactly ready the first time you have to get extended action in a real game. I know it was Youngstown State, but it was still a start for him in week two, which was a lot to ask of someone who was new to the program and is starting in a 
you know, a premier position in the back end. And I thought he was much better when he got a start against Michigan State yeah. later in the season when Josh Proctor was out again. And I felt like that was a good progress report for Malik Hartford to see that and compare one-to-one. -one. Okay, how did he do against Youngstown State? And how did he do against Michigan State? And I felt like there was clear progress there. I think the coaching staff talked about that. As far as the linebacker position goes, Gabe Powers really impressed me last spring when we got to watch him, not only – you know, as a linebacker in that second level, but also like in coverage too, as a linebacker, which I think is something that's super important and maybe wasn't always the best from Tommy Eichenberg, Steel Chambers. And so I think that's something to, you know, to watch, but also another guy that, you know, I think people forget about is Nigel Glover. He's still in that linebacker room. He came in late last year, transferred from Northwestern and he really, you know, it was going to be a redshirt year basically for him last year. But I think he's easy to forget about, but a really talented player in that room as well. There's a lot of guys that maybe have a little bit of a question mark next to them in that linebacker room. And I'm really curious to see who kind of emerges, not only in the winter, but also the spring. It's easy to pick the highest ranked freshman. We did our best to not stray that way while also making sure to cover Jeremiah Smith because he is just that level of talent. And I appreciate Tim for bringing him up. Um, and we could have just went with the the few highest rated freshmen who were early enrolling. Uh, but that's no fun because there are second year guys, third year guys still waiting in the wings who can take over on roles in this defense. You know, I, I told myself uh, coming home from the Cotton Bowl on my flight home from Dallas, I'm not going to be the one who says that, you know, Ohio State can win a national championship in 2024. I'm not going to do it because we every spring and every fall, Tim and I get into that building. We say this could be the year that, you know, this is the most talent they've ever had. But then all these guys decide to come back. And you're like, okay, what do we talk about other than national championship expectations? This is the perfect table center for that, in my opinion, which is why I'm happy that Andy Backstrom and Tim may join me. What's up, Tim? I wanted to ask you, when you said that on the plane, did a bunch of Ohio State fans who were coming back on the same plane go, what are you, what are you, are you talking to yourself? Are you talking to us? Who are you talking to? Now, the steward said that on the plane. Huh? The, the stewardess told me to shut up and eat my crackers she gave me. Uh, <laughs> you mean the flight, you mean the flight attendant? Yeah, I think you meant the flight attendant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. eat your chicken. <laughs> the, the pilot came back and smacked me in the face and said, "Stop talking to yourself, you idiot." Yeah, eat your peanuts and be yeah. quiet. Exactly. Drink your water and go to bed, That's dude. I'll tell you what, though, man. Before you go, I don't mean to keep bringing it up, but uh, I'm telling you, this 2024 team is going to be special, in my opinion, unless a lot of calamity happens between now and September. I. And uh, winter conditioning is clearly going to set the table for it, you do believe. But, I mean, it's it's really interesting what what Ohio State fans might have a chance to watch uh, in 2024. And I know that's putting the cart way before the horse. But uh, it's on, it's in Mickey Marotti's hands right now. And, like, that's why we're talking about this right now. If these guys keep making progress, this could be a hell of a football team, I'm telling you. Yeah, I think winter conditioning becomes even more important now that it's a 16-game schedule or 17-game schedule to win a national championship. The games are won in September, October, November. The championships are won during winter workouts as the Buckeyes get back to work on Tuesday. They're a few days into it now. Those guys are sore already. Letterman Road is going to be there to cover every angle of it as, as best as we can. Go to the Letterman Lounge message board. Get all of that coverage. $1 for your first month. We're, we're popping over on the message board. All of the, the premium content that we have at LettermanRoad.com. Tim May's content resides there. Andy Backstrom's and mine, Spencer Holbrook, Alex Lightman, and Matt Parker over on the recruiting side. A lot more coming at LettermanRoad.com. Make sure to stay tuned for, to that. We'll see you guys back over there at LettermanRoad.com. Come